0: now listen to Lipstick and Tea. Hello everybody. Thank you for tuning in for Lipstick and Tea for another week. This week I have my two best friends, Alex Ogletree and uh, Morgan Richardson. I met them while my husband have been in the NFL. And as you guys can probably hear... Um, I also have my toddler daughter sitting next to me as well. This episode, we're going to talk about um, WAGs, quote unquote, being the real MVP. As you can see, I don't have a babysitter. So Mm. that's (laughs) part of the topic, real life, real life. So it's so much stuff we have to worry about, you know, with being that WAG. You have to be their counselor sometimes, their doctor. you You have to worry about their health. So you guys, like, how do you feel about stereotype of wags? Because when people ask me, how does it feel to be a football wife? I kind of feel they're trying to reference what they see on TV. I
1: mean, I think it's unrealistic expectations, just like everything else that goes with the NFL. And I I think that people see something on TV and think it's one way because they see one person that represents us in that way, just like they see, you know, a a Tony Romo or a Tom Brady that are big millionaires, and that's what they automatically assume all the football oh. players are. And,
2: I, th- I mean, I just think it's unrealistic what people think about this lifestyle. Yeah. I think they just, like, really just see, like, the money aspect. They don't see, like, anything yeah. else. It's not really yeah. so much, like, oh, they can, they do this. No. or they. Do, it's, like, the money. They, they just think, like, if you in the NFL, you have money. Yeah, just, they don't like,
0: see, the like, thing. everything that goes into it. Like, half of these guys, like, they take care of so many people on top of that you know like you know yeah, right. their family members they they're taking care of their family members they're taking care of this so it's just like they're also always busy so we have to take care of like business stuff on our end so it's not okay. like oh you know like what you, what do you have to worry about like you just sit around and shop like you have to take care of like all their business uh ventures and like their bills and everything else because they don't have the time to do that
2: right and it's like best to like you do it it yourself because why would you hire someone else to do it to pay like why would you spend money for something that you could do yeah you know so it's like and I think like sometimes the, like family doesn't understand that that they like you know like like you said fake like everybody's always asking for something or they're asking for a handout but like you know they don't realize like the time and energy that goes into like actually doing all of that and actually the stints that the boys go through, you know, like, they're not going to be playing this forever. So, like, even if your dude does have a $10 million contract, or I don't care if he has a $60 million contract, if you're constantly handing out money and buying people things, if that's not going to work. You're buying, like, it's not like they're little things. People are, like, buying houses you're buying cars like and you have your own family like uh-huh. you have a wife you have kids you have yourself like uh-huh. and then if you're and then if you have like extended family such as like you know your mom your dad your brothers your sisters your aunts your uncles constantly asking you for something you won't have anything by the time you're even 40 years old yeah well, and I think it reaches out past, yeah, you've got
1: all your family and everybody, but I mean, we even had, I mean, people that Daryl has gone to high school with, or teachers from elementary school that have found him on social media and asked for tickets or asked for jerseys, because it's that same thing that people think we get all these things for free, and they don't realize that we don't get free
2: tickets, we don't, we don't just get free jerseys. And yeah,
0: like all that stuff that, you have to pay for.
1: Oh, right,
2: exactly. And, They'll just like yeah. assume that, like, oh, it's that easy for, like, oh, can I get a jersey? Like, okay, like, are you going to pay for that jersey? You right. Know? Yeah, if like, you get
1: uh, tickets. Right. People will be like, well, if you'll give me tickets, I'll pay for them. Well, then why would you not just get the tickets yourself? Why would I have right. to get you tickets? People like, always. And
0: I think people also think maybe it's like discounted. Like, oh, you get discounted right, tickets, or right. you'll get tickets, you know, for cheap. Mm-hmm no yeah, mm-hmm. no
2: i mean they <laughs> are discounted to an extent but like it adds up yeah
0: especially you know if they're constantly asking depending on how many people are asking
1: and we I only mean, get nobody's one, two paying... at the discounted price everyone's guaranteed two and then if other people don't need theirs then you can get more but it's only a guarantee of two at a discounted price isn't that right yeah something like yeah, that something i think like Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then if you have other players who don't have people for that game or if there's extra tickets, then they'll sell you more. But you're only guaranteed two.
2: But I'm like, the thing is, it's like they and people like always say they're going to pay back or pay you, Mm -hmm. but they never do. So it's like, why even say that? Right. Just say you want tickets. (laughs)
1: <laughs> mean, just, don't tell me y'all pay for them you're not gonna pay for them or you would have gotten online and ordered them yourself yeah. don't don't, don't start like,
0: I, just, I didn't need two
1: tickets <laughs> right now i feel insulted because you're trying to trick me
0: yeah so how but how are you dealing with you know because i know uh you more like you started with um you know the rams like with us you know and like daryl's been you know doing like quite a bit of traveling and so how do you mm-hmm. deal with dealing with like him going off and do you go with him right off the bat or because sometimes like that can be hard
1: Mm -hmm. well I mean you'll probably remember with the Rams you know we weren't expecting anything and Daryl went into work that day and then he found out he got cut and within like I don't know an hour and a half he had been picked up by the Jets and they booked him a flight for like four hours after that and so it's like he went into work with the Rams, and then four or five hours later, he was flying to New York, leaving me in Missouri. And I was like, um, what just happened here? Like, what? I'm at home cooking dinner because I thought you were coming home tonight, and now you're in New York, so this is weird. Right. And, it, and going there, you know, he had that foot injury that just wasn't getting better, wasn't getting better. And I didn't know at that point, do I leave? Do I pack up our house in Missouri and go to New York is his his foot going to get better is he going to even stay there or should I pack up and move all of our stuff back to um Texas and just go there and see if he makes the team like you know what do you do at that point you don't you there's no information there's no one to help you and so I don't know if y'all remember but I ended up staying in Missouri while he went to spring training and all that stuff. And I stayed in Missouri while he was gone and just kind of hung out there without him. And then I ended up moving all of our stuff myself um, in the house. And I mean, it was hard because you don't know what to do. And then after that, he ended up, we went to the jets and we were there for a year. And I mean, then last year was crazy. Cause then he got a concussion and all of a sudden we were, he got traded to the Texans. So then we were in Houston then they cut him, and then they brought him back. And it was crazy, and it's hectic, and it keeps me from, I mean, I have a, a pretty high education, and it keeps me from being able to work or have any kind of job or stability, and I mean, it, and it gets frustrating to me because this is somebody that I love, and I'm watching him work really, really hard for something, and they just discard them or trade them like it's no big deal because yeah. they have an injury or because a player on another team that they've been wanting has become available. So they want to trade and get him or, you know, and somebody else has to go. And it sucks because you never, I mean, Daryl was the starter in St. Louis. He went from being the starter to the next off season being cut and traded. Like we did not see that coming.
0: Yeah. And it's just like, that's the business like that, that, we all live in so it's just like Mm -hmm. especially when you have a family like when you have kids and they're in school it's just like what do you do when Mm -hmm. you know they're just like oh well you know you're just gonna have to get traded or we're just gonna cut you so you just have to up and move your stuff and it's just like they go they go off without you trying to figure out where they're gonna be placed next so it's just like okay Okay. do I go do I stay do I like what, what do I do like what's gonna happen like what's gonna go on here
1: I think we've been so lucky y'all have small babies now but you know we've all been so lucky to not have children that are in school yeah and you know when I think about some of the players that we've had on our teams during the years and they have kids that are you know elementary school age which is already hard because kids are trying to adjust and learn then they get traded in the middle of the season and do I uproot my kids and move them to another school or do I leave them here because we're already going to be moving during off season to go back home? Like, you know, what do you do? And nobody, there's no book that comes with this to tell, that tells us how to do things right or what to expect. And so, I mean, it's it's hard and I feel, I feel really sorry for those parents that are in the situation that have kids that are in school because as hard as it is for me as an adult, it's, way harder when you're a little person and you don't understand and you have your friends and yeah. you know what I mean
2: like and you have it's to almost like moved around moved around I mean we've all we're fortunate that like our kids are young and by the time like they're in like third grade like yeah. they, our boys won't even be playing anymore really, you yeah. Know? right yeah right so it's like That's like the advantage of like you know us kind of waiting and really doing like having kids. So, and I even told Alec I was like, honestly, like I do not want another kid as long as you're in the league. It's hard. It's so much work. It's so much work, especially during
0: the um, season. Like you just kind of feel like you know, like you're a single mom in a sense.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is like that. But also with the stress on y'all that. You know, if y'all get sick, he can't stay home from
2: work and help y'all. Yeah. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Oh, and that's the other thing. Like, let's just say, like, me or Faith worked, or just like Mm -hmm. you wanted to work or something. We live in California. Right. Who's gonna if we have a boss that's like you need to stay late? Who's picking your kid up? Yep. Because you're not. Yeah, and who do we know in California that you trust to pick your kid up? Exactly,
0: like it's hard.
2: So I in mean, the process like of, of trying to find a nanny now really want to do. Mhm. Then mm-hmm. like just staying at home with your kid, but then it's like, who wants to be at home with the kid all day? Yeah, because I know, like you know, oh,
0: I right. know, like with you, Alex, like you just had AJ like a month ago, and they've been in camp such a full month, six weeks. I mean, they come home this weekend, thank God. But That's, it's just like tomorrow you.
2: is the day. And I yeah. told Alec, as soon as he walks through the door, <laughs> here you go. Here
0: you go. <laughs> Daddy yeah. duty. I told Michael the same thing. Because, like, you know, it's like so. Then with them being in camp, this is actually uh, the first year um, that the Rams had camp so far. I, so the you know, first time they've been gone for the whole time, right? Yeah, the first yeah. time they've been they gone for the, the hotel whole time.
2: And they would be gone yeah. for maybe a week, but they were right there. Yeah, Mostly they end like you know, like after the second preseason, second preseason game. Yeah. yeah,
0: and usually like when they do have breaks, they're close enough to where they can come home. Mm-hmm. You know, right. for like their break. You know, if they have like a two three hour break, starting to feel the pressure because I'm like, dang, like I want to get my nails done, I want to get my hair done, I want to. You know, you want to, you know, do all this stuff that people think that you being a wag, you that you, have can, time you do. can do. You have all this time to do, but yeah.
2: mm, not really. No, it's not even that. It's like the simple thing it's just going to like the bank. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the bank, the this grocery the store, like a
2: shower and not
1: worrying
2: exactly, about your feet like, crazy.
0: Exactly, a simple <laughs> a simple store run. Me and Michaela went to the store uh, yesterday. And in between the stores, she started crying. And I was like, uh-oh, I'm hitting into your into your lunchtime. So like, I just started grabbing all the yogurt, like squeezables. And yeah. after I paid for it at the register, after they rang it up at the register, I was like, can I have one of those? And I had yeah. to give her one. And I'm just yeah. something as simple as that is becomes a choice. Yeah, I'm or
1: <laughs> and I, with the Rams, also when we were in St. Louis, remember how after their third year or after their was it their second year of faith or their third year they could come and stay at home during training camp?
0: Oh yeah, it was after their no, yeah, second, so they had to
1: be in their fourth year. Yeah,
0: yeah, okay, I think After their it, third year. Yeah, after yeah. their third year, like then yeah. they were able to stay at home because um that's what happened when I was pregnant with Michaela. Uh, Michael was uh, like I think that was his fourth year. Um, so he was able to stay home, you know, so like, mm-hmm. but unfortunately that was the same year that they went to Oxnard for a camp, you know, Out. for like the yeah. week. So I was just like, Oh, okay. Like I still got stuck with a brand new baby. Right, but, I mean, it yourself. wasn't for that long, you know? So. But that was only a week. Babe. Yeah, it was a only week, a week. Yeah. Like I feel for you, Alex.
2: Like it's been six <laughs> weeks.
0: Like you yeah. are, you are having like the struggle.
2: Yeah.
0: Because I only did a week, and I was like, oh, my God. So I can only imagine.
1: Well, and you never know. That's another thing that I've learned about going with different teams is that, so, like, this year with the Steelers, Daryl and them were in a dorm at a college. Everyone had a roommate. Everybody stayed in those dorms. He had to buy his bed if you wanted a bed. You had to buy a cot. If you wanted a TV, you had to to pay for the TV to be in there. Like, they were hardcore That's living. That's so
0: different.
1: different. I'm just like, okay, so, so
0: if I don't want to pay for a bed, I just have to sleep on the floor or buy I, I guess you could better
1: bring a sleeping bag or an air
2: mattress.
1: It's crazy. I mean, it was just crazy. Like, it was so different. And, like, you know, with the Rams, like, we could see them most of the time. At, you know, at practice, week, we could go up there, and we would see the guys and be able to talk to them and stuff. And it wasn't like that there. Like, I didn't even go up there during training camp because it was like they were on lockdown. It was way But different. that's
2: kind of how the Rams are this year, though. Right. Exactly. Yeah. How they're like, gone and all alone. You can't go, like, you can't go back to their dorm room. You can't. Mm-hmm. Like, the time is very limited. Like, they're very, yeah. like, you know, this is the rules and this is how it's going to be.
1: Yeah. Which is so different than how it was when we were in St. Louis. Everything was laid back. I, you know, we would see the guys. We could have dinner with them. Like,
2: Yeah. It,
0: it was, was, like, so a different. lot more laid back. You know, and I think part of it was, you know, they were closer and they didn't have to, you know, or after their third year, they didn't have to stay at the hotel. So when they had dinner break, they didn't have to eat dinner at, you know, the hotel. They can go to dinner, you know, with their wives and stuff like that. So it was a little easier camp because also, you know, you they miss so much because Michaela started walking while Michael was in camp. He missed like her birthday party. And like he, you know, was in camp for her actual birthday, so it's just like you know, just thinking about like all that is just, you know, that's hard.
1: Right, right. I know people don't realize how serious it is. Whenever I, you know, you make the kind of jokes about you have to plan your pregnancy around football season.
0: You do. Um, You have to plan everything around football season because all of our wedding anniversaries is in March. Because it's just like you have this small small window. Yeah. You have this small window in the off-season. You have March, April. Well, you really have the beginning of April if you want, like, a lengthy right. a honeymoon. The first week
1: or two. Yeah. First, really, because most of them report the second or third week. That's what, I, I mean, it's really annoying when you hear people say, well, the guys only work for four months. They're off half the year. And I'm like, really? 'Cause they're really not because they're really not. Yeah, they, they, yeah. You can't they're plan really anything not. in January or up until the second week of February because if they do have a playoff team, you you don't know if they're gonna go to playoffs or not. So you can't plan anything for during that time. Yeah. And then that first two weeks, you know, that they're out, they're tired and trying to regenerate their
0: Yeah, trying to recover. They just wanna chill. Like they don't want to mm-hmm.
2: do anything.
0: Yeah. So the yeah. only time that you really have to really if, enjoy stuff and enjoy like your you know husband it is march month of march really yeah cuz in april then cuz i know with michael like in april he's getting back into like the like the grind mode he's just like all mm-hmm. right april is cut off like i'm going to work out i'm gonna eat right. right you know so there's no like trips to where we can splurge and like eat what we want and stuff like that cuz in april he's just like okay you know fish chicken you know, yeah, brown rice this is what I need so I'm right. just like okay well it's no point in going on a trip because <laughs> yeah
1: well and it also depends on your team because like with the Rams we didn't report until what like the week after the draft or something or the week before the draft it was somewhere around there so it was always like at the end of April when we yeah. went to the Jets they reported April 7th. Alex, remember, we went to the Bahamas, Over and his team Bahama. had already Oh,
0: yeah, y'all were in the Bahamas. Yeah, and
1: we already had that trip planned, and so he still got to go, but he's yeah, but he still have already yeah. been there. Exactly.
2: Just so crazy. crazy. It's crazy. It really is. And really with the mood, it's been, like, insane, you know? Yeah, I can move from St. Louis to here. I was like seven months pregnant living in a hotel. Okay? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> just over but it. That was insane. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that that's rough. It, well,
2: was, it was rough. Do y'all like
1: it when, um, when people will say, why don't you just go to this team? Why don't you go here? why did y'all do that? Just go to this. People say that all the time or they'll like tweet it to Daryl or something. Just come to the whatever team. And I'm like, do people not realize that, I remember somebody from the Rams had posted something on Twitter about the housing out there and they were like, well, just switch teams if you don't want to be in Cali. I'm like,
2: it's not that easy. It it, it, like we don't
1: get a ch- an opportun- or a choice And what's yeah. happening here. The realistic expectation that comes with being a wife also is that I mean, when you look at certain people's Instagrams or when you see television shows, I, I, I haven't watched WAGs, but watching Basketball Wives and, you know, just other reality TV shows and you see these women that are always shopping they're they're always traveling or they're doing all this stuff. And to me, one, I don't feel like that's realistic because that's not how it is for the majority of us. But two, I kind of get confused by that because... I would feel guilty going and traveling while my husband's working if I'm not bringing anything to the table. Like, if you work and you have your own job and you're paying for your own stuff, I guess that's one thing, even though I still wouldn't do it. But I feel like it's weird that your husband's working and out here getting beat up on or, you know, you don't know what's going to happen at any point And you just go on vacations and travel around and do whatever you want yeah, without it's them. Yeah, kind just,
0: like, the injury rate, too. Like, mm-hmm. every time, like, I watch, like, a football game, like, I get so much anxiety Cause um, our first year with the Rams, Michael had the uh, he got his ankle rolled, right. and like that was like one of the most scariest things I've ever mm-hmm. had to like witness. Cause I'm just like, our first year. They tell you about injuries, they tell you about career ending injuries, and then and that happened like during preseason too. Our first year, right. so not only was it our first year, like it was like the first or second game of preseason. Mm-hmm. That is nerve wracking. So now going you know, to the games and watching him play, I'm just like praying for him, like, before every game. So it was just like, I could not imagine being in uh, China or something like that. And your husband's
1: playing in a game.
0: Right, right. Like, that would get my nerves so bad.
1: I know. I felt so bad being here last preseason. I didn't go to New York with Daryl because I was here, you know, doing stuff, and he got a concussion in that game. And he called me from the locker room in the middle of the game. And I was like, what's happening? And he was like, I got a concussion. And I was like, what? Like, I felt so guilty not being there, even though he was in camp. I really couldn't have been doing anything anyway. But just that feeling of like how scary that is that, I mean, if we're being honest, anytime any of them go out there and play a game, they take a risk of being paralyzed. They take a risk of getting a serious, serious injury that could affect them their whole life you're looking at all these head injuries and stuff that are coming out now with these older players.
0: Yeah, the CTE.
1: uh Uh-huh. And we don't know what to expect or what's going to happen after every game. And, you know, so many people look at them as, I don't know what the word would be, but, you know, they look at these players as just people that are playing a game and they don't realize, like, how dangerous it is. Yeah, it's dangerous.
0: And then also the thing that I don't like, you know, just kind of having, you know, so many people judge your guys, like, oh, you know, they're not playing to their best ability or they're not, you know, playing this way or that way, you know. Like, you don't realize how difficult, you know, these plays can be and how dangerous they are. Right.
1: And the people yelling in the stands, oh, take so-and-so out or do this or do that. And I'm like, their families are right here, first of all, listening to you. But second of all, look here. I wish you would get out there and try to catch his ball or throw this ball or defend this ball or you know like right and people are just so hateful in the stuff they write I remember when Daryl got hurt in St. Louis I mean people were sending crazy stuff to him like on social media about I mean you suck and you ruined my fantasy football for the year or This, and I'm like are you think we're worried about your dang fantasy football <laughs> right now when my husband's foot is so swollen he can't even walk on it you're right. over here talking about some fantasy football what <laughs> like it they just don't see them as real people you yeah. know they just see them as their
0: entertainment yeah.
1: yeah
0: which is like hard for us to like you know experience because i know like a lot of you know people also like you know on social media a couple of people have you know just like you know michael's a bust or has you know first round and it's just like but at the same time a nose tackle you know they don't you know project as many sacks or they don't project Mm -hmm. as many you know plays as people would think you know that they should right right Mm -hmm. so it's just like it kind of sucks you know when you you know love these guys and this is their dream you know like they're doing this to entertain these people and you hear and see all these people saying all these kind of nasty Mm -hmm. ugly stuff and it's hurtful
1: yeah it is and it, I mean, there's just, I don't know, people, I, I, I feel like they don't realize, like, this is, not only is this their job, but as wives and as families, this is your insurance, your health insurance, that if your husband loses his job, there goes your family's health insurance. Mm-hmm. This, this is, I mean, like, right now, Daryl trying to make the team, we're building a house, and they're like, well, you know, because of what, when your closing time is, you know, if Daryl doesn't make the team, we have to reevaluate all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, or you're going to have to put this much more down if this happens. You know what I mean? Like, right. just little things. And we're obviously all blessed to be in this situation. And I, I don't want to take away from that. Like, we're blessed in a lot of ways. And I do appreciate this job and this life. But it is not the dream, I, you know what I mean, that people are sold on. It, right.
0: It's not that. You there know, like, just going, you know, to, like, those uh, reality shows. Honestly, I thought, thought the realest reality show, um, it was actually when, um, you know, me and Michael were at LSU, uh, and they only did one season. It was called Football Wives. And I thought that that was probably, you know, the realest depiction of what we go through. And, you know, I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Like, you know, because we, it was, it was probably like around 2010, 2011 it came out. And it only came out for one season. They had like about eight, nine episodes. And me and Michael were hooked. Like every week it came on, we were watching it.
1: And it was called what?
0: Football Wives.
1: I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. And
0: like, that was like the realest depiction. But, you know, you have Basketball Wives that have all these seasons you know and then you have wags that you know have third season
2: based off of drama and honestly they want people to like go on there and like show that they're shopping they're spending Mm -hmm. money that's the purpose of the show like that's Mm -hmm. what the network actually wants whether it be right like
0: it's not like all this the fabulous life of type thing you know and like that's what they depict
2: network is actually portraying like and i was entertainment Yeah, it's entertainment. So that's their business, you know, like, I mean, I do think like some of the people that are on these shows are kind of ridiculous. But then I also think like, you know, those people on there are also getting a paycheck. So it's like, it's all a business. So I'm not just completely faulting like the people on there and making it seem realistic. It's the network and the people behind the show that are really making it unrealistic, you know? Yeah. Because it's not like, I mean, Faith, you know, we got interviewed by WAGs, and, like, they just want to know, like, oh, like, are you guys flying private? Like, that's the stuff they want to film. Well, that's what I was going to say. One of our friends that, um...
1: She's a black business owner in Houston, and they were trying to make... I don't know, Faith, if you had seen this when y'all were in Houston, but they were trying to make um, real business women of Houston or something, or black business owners of Houston. And, um she uh, she said that she got interviewed for it and she went all the way through to the very end and then they were like okay well when you're doing your script and this and that she was like wait a minute my script and they were like yeah and she was like why would i have a script if it's about like my profession and this and that like why would i need a script they're like well we're going to create controversy between you and this other girl and blah, blah blah she was like no if i'm trying to build up the the black girls in my community I'm not going to go on there and have drama and make up lies about stuff. that's not even reality. And it doesn't even look good anyway, you know, trying to bring these little girls up and teach them. And so she backed out at the last minute, but she was like, it was so crazy. She said, and they were like, this is what all the reality, what do you think reality TV is? And she said, Oh, I'm sorry. I was confused. I thought it was
2: reality. Right. Like It's so made up. Exactly. So like, I don't even, I'm like, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah. Yes, because I feel like that's what people, you know, think of. They go, they automatically go to, you know, wags or basketball wise when think about what you go through. Reality, like
2: reality shows, it's not we are not showing like really what's going, like the real reality, right? You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. They don't, and it. I mean, so it makes everybody as it makes the group like. All wives look bad. It's, mm-hmm. It all makes all players look bad. It stereotypes every player. It stereotypes, and then the the special
0: that, stereotypes every player as being like maybe a cheater.
2: He hates that stereotype. Like he absolutely hates that. Like he's like that's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think
1: it, I think too the kind of people that you're gonna find that go on those shows, they're in those relationships for certain reasons, and it's not necessarily the right reasons, and they're looking for that publicity and that lifestyle and that's why they're with that player anyway, you know. It just it, it's different. If you're willing to do that and make that stuff up and act that way in public and be an embarrassment not only to your husband but to the organization as a whole, you're looking for something out of that. You know, you're wanting that attention. Because I'll be danged if they're about to have me on here looking crazy and stupid. Yeah,
0: and like
2: because
0: oh my god, like Alex, like on Wags, you you know, like some of the stuff that they do on Wags. It's
2: probably made up. Yeah, well,
1: I just cannot believe in my head, and I guess it's because I don't have it. But I, just, I I refuse to believe that there are women that are that age that are having that kind of controversy. I refuse to believe it. I cannot
0: handle it. I refuse. Being here and like, you know, or switching from team to team. Like Honestly, like y'all two are like the closest people that I've really connected with while like meeting people, you know, while being in the NFL. Because it's just like, you don't want to get too close to people because you have to move sometimes. And- right. You or know. then they
1: get cut, it's awkward, and mm-hmm. then you're
0: like, do I
2: still mm-hmm. talk to them? Like, they got cut, like,
1: this
0: is right. awkward. Right, so it's a-, a true
2: friend if you're still talking to them, even though they're not, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. if you're still like, oh, let's do this, or let's mm-hmm. all hang out, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, or,
0: oh, we have to meet up in the off-season. Or-
2: yeah, yeah, okay. I know, I,
1: that is the one thing that I have told Daryl, is I feel like, We've been really lucky that we've made good friends. You know, like, yeah. that we're still friends with the people that we were good friends with, the Rams. And, um, I mean, not only does Daryl consider Mike and Alec his good friends, but, I mean, he didn't even have to talk to them all the time. You know what I mean? They text yeah. back and forth, like, every few months. But, I mean, he still had Steven and Benny. You know, like, and then we had a few people from the Jets. And But I'll say one of the things that does suck is – being a wife and moving teams because the guys they go in and you're with your teammates at work every day and you meet people right away. The girls, you know, at the Rams, we had the, um, the women's organization and we did a bunch of stuff together. And that oh, was yeah, like the luncheon and, and
0: stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah.
1: Not every team has that. So we would go to another team and they don't have anything. They don't have any women's organization and not all of them sit you know how at the Rams, we were all within, like, five rows of each other? At the right. Game? It's not like that at other teams either. Like, at the Steelers right now, we're in four different sections.
0: And oh, you're scattered
1: wow. in those
2: sections. Right now, Morgan. Like,
0: at Yeah, the like the here, Coliseum. yeah, at the Coliseum. Yeah, we're pretty scattered.
2: In between four uh, different sections. See, that's how we are. And it's
1: because I'm not used to being on a team that sells out. Like, the Steelers, their entire season is sold out. They have 55,000... Season ticket holders
2: mm-hmm. at the
1: Steelers. See, it's, that is exactly how we are right now. Mm-hmm. Right, being in are, being in Cal, new, yeah. people are excited. Right, so that's how it is here I've or there. And you randomly, I randomly sat by some girl who just happened to have a seat by me, and I and we were talking, but it was only because I don't even remember. I had on something, and she was like, "Is your husband on the team?" But it was just random. Like we're in all these different sections. There And, like, when we were at the Texans, it was horrible. It was horrible. There was no way to meet people. You were in all these different seats scattered throughout the entire stadium. I mean, it was just crazy. And so I think that that's hard, too, because these women are already set with their teams and with their people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So when new people come in, it's hard to integrate
2: into that when there's no yeah, but then once those other girls leave, like it, it's a cycling effect. Like it just is, it's like a revolving door. Mm-hmm. Like it's constantly just like, mm-hmm. like the game at the last preseason game at home. I sat next to um, someone. They were coming from the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Like, but she had been sitting next to me the whole game, and then we finally ended up talking. Like towards the end of the game, she was so nice she didn't know anybody and you know like that's how you meet people but like right we're so spread out like it was just so happened that we were sitting next to each other yeah. and I mean, the mean kind, of, kind of like figured out like you know maybe my husband's on the team like right. she just was like oh what number is your husband or whatever mm-hmm. so you just kind of meet people like that but sometimes you don't even want to be that outspoken like you know right. like you just might not even feel comfortable like
0: every girl you meet like oh hi I'm so-and-so's wife
2: how girls are they just like sometimes people take stuff the wrong way or can just be like you know yeah. it's just different meeting people when but you're you don't like,
0: want to come off snobbish either because already you know some people might depict well, us as being like oh you're snobbish or oh you're don't
2: want to come off snobbish but like you don't just go up to people like all the time just being like you don't know or who to introduce yourself Honestly, there are people in the section that weren't family people, so it's like, who, how do you even know who to even really go up to? Yeah. I know most of the
1: Ram staff didn't move with y'all.
0: Yeah, most of the Ram staff didn't move with us, but I mean, we are doing the luncheon. You know, like you remember yeah. the luncheon okay, Morgan? Yeah. Going to have
1: someone still doing the um, women's well, organization? about it. That's another thing. Like people
0: expect, yeah. so many people expect to go to your wedding, especially like you know with, like, so how with who the guys are because like, we had we had a hundred yeah. and we had a hundred and thirty people at our wedding and looking back on it I think that was a bit much like if I can go back and redo that I would not like because what I feel like we did wrong is I asked my mom to give me a list of everybody in our family or everybody in our family that she thought she should she be invited and, I, and you know Michael asked his mom and her grandma but going back on it I would have you know sat us down and was just like right. who in your family you want to invite and right. I would have thought on who in my family I want to invite no no you no know?
2: we okay ours was like 250 300 people and we literally like I was like okay I like this is how many your mom gets this is how many my mom gets and this is how many me and you get yeah so, was that
1: how many y'all ended up with there or that's how many you invited I think we invited 300, but we ended up with 250. Yeah. We so, invited 200 and ended up with 189. See? I was like, I'm glad we didn't invite more. Because mm-hmm. they always, they try to tell you that 25 to 30% of the people you invite won't show up.
0: I was yeah. Like, that's not going
1: to happen with ours. That's not yeah. going to happen. I
2: was saying. I'm yeah, because like, we
0: invited a good 200 people.
2: We're going to have a full house. Like, I'm like, if we're lucky if we don't get 300 people. Like, we were still rolling numbers in, and my mom's yeah. like, that's enough like she's like that is enough
1: yeah because
0: you don't want a big wedding
2: no and when we made our original list inviting everybody we were
1: at like including kids and everything we were at like 400 and something people oh
0: and so so many people ask you oh can i get an invite like there's been like when when i was planning my wedding so many people inboxed me on facebook and instagram like asking i'm just like i haven't seen you since high school what do you mean
1: Well, Daryl has a huge family, and when you're from a really small town, and you've known everybody your entire life, literally, people from his hometown were emailing us, please let us on your list, please, I was like,
2: oh my gosh, who are these people, and I was like, no, like, somebody called and was like, so-and-so didn't get an invite, Yeah, and I'm like, okay, Um, like, you didn't get an invite because you're not invited. I invited. That wasn't (laughs) my thing. (laughs) Like, Alec is from a small town. Uh a huge family. Everybody knows them in the town. Yep. So it's like, everybody, the whole city expects to get an invite. Yep. And I'm like, I have a huge family, too. So I'm like, I thought we were doing good splitting it down the middle. Like, I gave his mom 100, my mom 100, and me and Alec each got... 50 yeah and then that was it yeah really even almost cut me and Alec down like we really went down to like 30 25 because I was like Alec started naming all these other people and I'm like yeah get it together sir (laughs) like we don't have enough
1: get it together I felt so bad for Daryl because he like honestly when he started like naming off groomsmen or whatever he was, like, naming people that he was friends with, you know, people that he would want to ask. And I remember him saying, like, his teammates. And he was like, you know, if I start doing teammates, you know, I've got to do Alec and Mike and then Bilal, who was from the Jets, and Zach Stacy. And he was naming off all these people. And then all of a sudden his brothers and his cousins started messaging him, like, um, you know, what do I need to get for the wedding? Like, have you watched Hard Knocks? Mm-mm.
0: Oh, we're on Hard Knocks.
1: Wait, I know. I just it's never a- watch it
0: because it makes me sad. Oh, yeah. Hard uh, I it, it is tough because, you know, like, you see, like, these guys getting cut on Hard Knocks. Like, but, I mean, because, like, the past episode, like, they were cutting all these guys. Yeah, but, you know, like, it, it is part of, like, the...
2: That's the Top
0: business. Part of the business, <laughs> unfortunately. But
2: listen, there's this episode, and Alec gets like so mad, like he's yelling, like on the oh, sideline.
0: You have got to see but, it. Like
2: you've never seen Alec mad, right? Oh. So like, oh my god! It's, like and he's going, like, like Rob is trying to calm him down. Like he's like, calm down, calm down, and like he's like yelling every cuss word. He's like, there is no fucking calm down. Like so, like the whole time I'm watching this, though, like I'm literally laughing like I'm almost in tears because it's like what a joke and so like, but it was like everybody else is like oh my god like I've never seen him actually get mad so when you said like Daryl got so mad and like you've never seen him like that like that yeah. was like on hard knocks like Alec was so mad oh my gosh, story, right. they scored on them twice or whatever oh And like they did the same thing the week before. So like Alec was like, Okay. And so you know, like he has um like he has the mic in his helmet. So like when the when the play, he's telling everybody else to play. Like he's basically like the quarterback on the defensive side. So when they're lining up and they're lining up in the wrong spot and like not like what he called right. So he, like, uh, gets so pissed off or whatever. And Alan's like, do your fucking job. Wow. Morgan, <laughs> you've got to watch you it.
0: You have more. got to catch up on it, Morgan. I mean, well, I mean, well, I mean like, case. they have the I one I episode left.
2: This, I feel sad because I watched it one year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is horrible. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> No, but the way they highlighted the Rams, it wasn't. It's not anything like how they've done any other episode. Yeah, like it's not as cutthroat,
0: okay. so I do it's like sort of it. like
2: the move to LA, like Will Hayes talking about how he loves mermaids. And, and he like, doesn't
0: believe in dinosaurs.
2: Yeah, I saw how Chris Long sent him a mermaid out there.
0: A mermaid yeah, came so to practice. He
2: posted, he posted on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram. So then, like, you know, it's more like that kind of it's more like I
0: mean, yeah, they show it, it kind of look. It kind of gives you more of like a football as family feel. Oh, gotcha. You know, because I've seen like I've seen a couple of other like hard knocks episodes. Right. It is really cutthroat. Like I saw the one episode with Ocho Cinco when they cut right. him. So like,
2: it's yeah. just a little bit more hardcore. rather than yeah. like, the family aspect of it. Yeah, like yeah.
0: I do because they they you know try yeah. to incorporate like family to it, like showing like the kids, like the Rams kids. And mm-hmm. then you know, highlighting you know Alec and Alex having AJ, so it's more gotcha. it's more of a family feel, and I do like that. And I don't know if it YouTube
1: is. Fisher had something to do with that. You know how family oriented he is. Yeah. I saw yeah, this little maybe. video about the standing for the national anthem and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but, a, you know, yeah. he's very family oriented. Yeah. Like
0: when they do show the guys getting cut on Hard Knocks, you know they show Coach Fisher like. You know, talking to them and wishing them luck, you know, it's just like, oh, well, oh, we're cutting you, and, you know. Yeah, he's
2: not like, oh, we're cutting you, you're out. Like, he's more yeah. like, it's going to be okay. Like, mm-hmm. I do believe, like, you, there's 31 other teams, you'll make it somewhere else, you know. Right. He's like, where are you headed to? Like, you know, actually, like, worried about, like, yeah, like, yeah. Going, not just like, all right, you're cut by. Like, yeah, it's crying. very
1: positive.
2: That's, that's what was nice, too, whenever they released Daryl. Coach Fisher
1: called him into his office, and he was like, you know, because he was Coach Fisher. He was his draft pick that year, Mm -hmm. and Coach Fisher was like, you're so talented. If you go get healthy, I want you to play for me again. Like, just go out and show them so that I can bring you back. And I said, I said, Daryl, if you got a call from the Rams, would you go back? And he was like, Yeah. I mean, probably it's part of the business. I was like, No, that was the wrong answer, sir. I, I mean, it you.
0: is part of the business.
1: But at the rate Daryl's going, making his way through teams, we may not have any option but to go back to a team that's cut us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach
2: Fisher really was like nice to the boys. And yeah. then, if you see, like, there's just one dude, he's undrafted, but he he has the cutest little girl, like, more here. Yep.
0: Oh, yeah, what's his name, like,
2: Austin? I'm, like, really rooting for him to make the team. He's really, like, I think, like, they just need to give him a shot, give him the ball a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. That's what I always, that is
1: what I hate about preseason when they're trying to determine who to cut and who to keep is that, I told Daryl it's not a fair evaluation because they put their starters out there to play with their starters, so then you put your third string in with your third string or your fourth string with your fourth string. Well, that's not who they would be playing with if they made the team. They'd be playing with your starting o-line or your starting quarterback. That makes a huge difference. Like Yeah, just to see how
0: they work together.
2: No, but exactly. also, like, people. No, but this is the other thing I think is not like really cool. It's like they're not getting in the game. Like mm-hmm. some people don't even get in the game to like sh- like show that they might even have yeah. Yeah, because it's like, okay, maybe they put somebody else in, and then that person okay. is like, it's doing well, so they're not going to take them out to replace right. somebody else. You know what I'm saying?
1: Which makes it hard, then, if that person ends up getting cut later on or going to another team. You have no film to show. You have no stats. You've got nothing because you've just been sitting on a bench instead of them rotating you in
2: and letting you play some. I mean... Like that dude, the dude I told you with the cute little girl. Like He made a comment on the show. Like He was like, if they do put you in, even if it's for... One, like one snap or anything, you have got to make a play. Right, right. Like it's like it's like you can't control what they do off the field, but you can control Mm -hmm. what you do when you do get your chance. Right. Yep.
1: It is not. It's not a fair evaluation though, because you know I I was telling Daryl's like you know the two running backs that Mm -hmm. they have as the two starting running backs at the Steelers. I'm like they're good but would they still be that good if they weren't with a really good o-line and quarterback right I mean and you're doing really like Daryl's had a really good preseason but I'm like you've been playing with the third fourth and fifth string you know because that's when you go in Mm -hmm. but how good would you be doing right now if you were playing with the starting o-line and quarterback like that's
2: not even it's so weird you know it's so off and and then the starters are getting hurt. Do you know how many people I have got hurt this preseason? Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. But, they, yeah.
2: Like mm-hmm. starting people. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting hurt when Daryl and them were in training camp. Daryl, yeah. the Steelers go full pads like a preseason game in camp every day. Yeah. See? Daryl was like, this is the m- hardest thing I've ever been through. And he was in really good shape going in this year. I, he In, in May, they, when he first got to the Steelers, they were testing all their body fat and everything. Daryl had a, zero, a 0.01% body fat. They did the test on him four times because they thought that their machine was messing up. So then they called him in they did it twice and then they called in two other players to do theirs again just to see if the machine because daryl was the last one Mm -hmm. and the machine read theirs the same as what they had earlier so then they brought daryl back the next day and did it twice again with other players and they're you know trying it on them too and daryl's came back 0.01 percent he was like isn't that crazy
0: that's crazy
1: in amazing shape this year and he was struggling at training camp he was like like, this this is being so
0: healthy yeah like the pressure that that you know they put on their bodies like I couldn't even imagine
2: I know because like when I see them on hard knocks, like they're hitting so hard
1: yes (laughs) well and I get scared Daryl's so little and like he's getting hit by those big you know defensive players I'm like oh he's too little you're not supposed to hit him that hard oh I know I I'm like football has sucked the
2: football joy out of my. I'm ready for regular season now. Like I really am. That's yeah. like, still in her mind. They're they're not even here. Yeah. And there, this is a temporary thing. See and experience all of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel
2: more for the guys than even the kid because, like Michaela, like she's not a grandparent. Yeah, like
0: right now she's young.
2: She's like, yeah, remember until she's like five,
0: six years old. Where and by I'm that time, I think you know, five, six years, he could he'll still be in the it. NFL, Keep but yeah, he'll be wrapping it up.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. It up. yeah, yeah. That is the good thing about waiting several years to have. You plan on having a crazy life? Don't marry an athlete. What kind I'm of crazy. statement is that, girl? My today, my friend that works for ESPN, she had called me and she was like did you know that so-and-so was getting divorced and blah, 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 blah. He's one of our friends that went to college with us, but he, he was in the NFL for like seven years, eight years. And now he's been out, he's been retired for two years, I guess. She was like, did you know that he's getting a divorce? And I was like, um, are you surprised by that? And she was like, yeah. And I said, why? 87% of NFL players are divorced within four years of leaving the NFL.
0: Yeah, 87%. I mean, honestly, like, it's so, that divorce rate is crazy, and it it's scary.
2: I know, 87, like, that is an extremely that crazy is
0: high, 87%, that is so high.
1: I know, it really is.
0: I wonder why, like, why Why is that stat so high? Probably because high? so many girls shooting?
1: marry <laughs> these guys for the wrong reasons. Well, that's what that lady told me.
0: And then on top of that, like, I think, you know, with so many okay. girls that throw themselves at, at your guys, too. When you're married, that could be nerve-wracking, like that temptation.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why, is that a lot of them marry for the wrong reasons, and then they're miserable, and then after the guys get out of the league, and there's no money and no publicity and no anything anymore, they have no reason to stay married to them. I met this lady on the plane when I was um, going to New Orleans last week, and she works for this medical clinic that is doing a new study and working with players, ex-NFL players, doing the CTE stuff. I just All I have to say is do what you want to do and get out as soon as possible. She was like, you have no idea the amount of damage this is doing to these players and how many problems all these players have and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my gosh. She was like, yeah. She said, I used to love football and it's my favorite sport. She said, and now if I could get them to ban it, I would.
2: I was like, oh, my gosh. Wait, no, but at the Rams preseason game, like, they had all these like hate NFL signs on the sidewalk.
1: Did you not see that they had one in – Was it Philly? It was something like that, too, where they had all these people, and they were, like, trying to
2: block people from getting into the game. They were, like, somebody was, like, oh, they stole my TV show.
0: All for tuning in for this episode of Lipstick and Tea, how strong we have to be during camp and during the season. Thank you guys for uh, being on my podcast, Morg and Alex. Thank you. Thank you. Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.